This is episode 53 with Dan McCoy. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Daniel McCoy is a former motocross and supercross rider turned motocross coach and clothing company owner. Dan raced professionally for 15 years before a major accident in Scotland completely changed his life forever. If you're having trouble creating a positive outlook in life when you're faced with challenges or adversities, this chat will really help you understand how much of your reality is created by you. You hear me say it a lot on your life of impact as it's a message that resonates from most of the guests, that our happiness and our positive emotions are determined by us, by you, not by your external environments, by your internal environments. Your perception of the world and your perception of your circumstances is what creates your happiness and all your emotions. Dan is a prime example of this. And before we hear from him, I want to just quickly do another iTunes review. This one is called My Go-To Podcast. I met Brett as he guested on my own video show, but since that day, I've been subscribed to his podcast and have listened to every episode. The guests are so knowledgeable and from various walks of life, making sure each episode is educational, fun, and enjoyable. I was always a fan of the long episodes and getting involved in the guests and Brett's story, but I also love the short, inspirational episodes that Brett throws in from time to time. I'll continue to look forward to my new episode notification and suggest that anybody who wants to understand life checks out this podcast too. So that's from Slady from the United Kingdom. That's Mark Slate. I was lucky enough to be interviewed on his video podcast style show on uh, his site. So Mark, thanks for taking the time and effort to write that review. And for everyone listening, if you want to have a chance to get your review read out, you can go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and it really helps to keep this podcast alive now let's hear from the legend himself dan mccoy welcome to your life of impact yeah thanks thanks for having me i'm stoked to speak to you we've actually been connected through a listener of the podcast her name was sonia dunn she reached out to me through instagram and sent me a private message and said she'd been listening to the podcast and loves all the guests and said I know someone that you need to connect with who will be amazing for your show and I started following you and I can see what she meant. So it's awesome to have you here. We've touched base and had a great catch up and I'm really looking forward to this chat today. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, Sonia also contacted me and she said, hey, I know a guy that would get your story and and put it out there to the listeners. So here we are. Brilliant. I love that. I love that connection through listeners and the, that whole podcasting journey. So, Dan, most people would know you, obviously, as a motocross racer. You raced, raced uh, motocross and supercross, I believe, professionally for about 15 years. How did you get into it? Yeah, it's a long story. It's, you know, I started riding motorbikes when I was 
three years old, started competing when I was seven. You know, my father, he was a speedway racer. My cousin is ex-500 GP rider, Gary McCoy. So it's, it's in the family and yeah, we just went through the junior junior career from seven years old to 16, progress motocross and supercross, you know, disciplines at, at that time. And then, yeah, when I turned 16, we looked at going road racing and we'd done that for 12 months and it didn't kind of work out financially. And yeah, we went back to the motocross scene and yeah, from 2002 till yeah, 16, when my injury happened, yeah, I was racing professionally, Australia mainly, but also competed in the AMA Supercross World Championship, so we've done that. Raced in Germany, New Zealand Championship. And how's the lifestyle of a motocross racer? From the outside looking in, most people think, oh, you know, it's 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 so good to be able to just race a motorbike. And it is, don't get me wrong, but it, there is so much hard work. It's, you know, we're top athletes and we're training day in, day out. It's a, it's a lifestyle. 24-7, you're just thinking about how to be better and you want to get hit them goals that you've set, you know, and they've come from being a young kid and, you know, seven years old all the way to 16, you, you really want to be that top guy in Australia and internationally it's it's a bonus but yeah it's all it's all achievable take us into that mindset of a motocross rider how do you prepare for a race and what and what's the intensity like during a race it's difficult it's all about knowing your skills and and obviously putting in the hard work hard work's always the ticket you know you're gonna put in the time and and uh you know you build confidence from there and and then, yeah, the, the mindset of, you know, the racing situation, the high intensity, the, there's nothing that I've done in my life that compares to that. It's uh, in race situation, it's, you, you know, totally different as well. You can't, it's not something you can practice unless you're doing it. So it's very difficult. You've got to be fully focused on yourself and what's in front of you and not think too far down the track on that ultimate goal in, in that situation or in that race, I should say, and get carried away with it because so many things are happening so quickly from other riders everywhere on the track. The track's changing. So you just, yeah, you're so focused on the job you've got you know in the ama supercross you've got sixty-five thousand fans there's a lot of distractions and it's it's very hard to be focused but yeah keeping your mind on the job is what you gotta do what kind of things do you do in a training sense off the bike to allow you to develop that focus and that all those mindfulness aspects really being in the moment to allow you to do the task to the best of your ability in that moment how do you do that off the bike yeah off the bikes it's a hard one like i said there's nothing that compares to actually being in that moment and experiencing it you know any type of gym stuff or anything like that it doesn't nothing compares to it it's you know it's easy for me to say but there isn't anything but there's nothing that i can really relate that compares it's 100 believing in yourself and putting the hard work in to be confident knowing that you can do on a motorcycle or or any sport for that matter but yeah and that belief and confidence comes from like you said the experience doesn't it so when people have the courage to take that step and do it more and more they build that confidence and that belief in themselves yeah always you know jumping into a situation where you're not in your comfort zone is always going to get you there and you know as races come you just keep jumping in them and, and going for it done that you know throughout my whole career the ultimate goal was to to be a better rider and get to that places where I want to be with with my career but just doing the local events and all that it's just not going to get you there so you've got to take that step and really have a have a go and 
and see where your ability and your talent can take you. I love that you said your ultimate goal is to be a better rider. That's the that's the true focus point right there. Did you have fears when you were racing? Not so much. No, like you know what can happen. You know, in any sport, I guess. So it's not something that you. <laughs> To be honest, you just grow up doing this and you enjoy it that much. You just want to get back on the bike. You know, you crash, you break bones and we're out for weeks and months at times and you're just so keen to get back on the bike all the time. It, it's a, it's honestly a drug and you don't, the fear factor bit just pushes right to the back of your mind and you don't worry. You don't worry so much when it's all going to plan, but then when it does sort of unfold and it's not not the way it should be it's yeah you do think a little bit you know you're off the bike that that long you've got so much excitement to get back on you're not you know you're not you're not worried about nothing again you're just ready to to go again so the fear thing is yeah obviously with the riding situation learning to jump jumps and getting the confidence with all that yeah this i guess it's what you call fear because you don't know what the the outcome will be if you don't make that jump or or whatever it's you know it's, it's always creeping around but it's more adrenaline that that gets you going, and you kind of yeah you, you think about what you're going to achieve if you do make that jump or or do win that race kind of thing. So it's not the fear for for me personally. It's always pushed back to the back of my mind for sure. That makes complete sense. So what you're doing there, like you said, that you you don't worry about it. There's no room for that worry when you're focused on what you want to achieve. So the fear becomes almost obsolete or just something that you know you have to even move towards because you know what your outcome is that you want and you focus on what you do want rather than what you don't want so it makes complete sense there to me now dan you're a motocross coach now and you have your own business and clothing brand and we'll talk about that as we move forward but can you tell us all you mentioned there before about your accident can you tell us all now why you're no longer racing at the moment yeah, so 2016, January 9th, I was racing the Arena Cross Championship, which is an indoor motocross event. It's a series through the UK, Ireland also, and I competed in 2014, and we went back in in, in 16, and yeah, I, I was racing at the second round of the championship, and yeah, I didn't get the greatest start, and I was coming through a bit of slower traffic, I would say, and another rider crashed he was on the right i was we're going through it's called uh whoops we'll sort of you go fast across the top of those and the guy was on the right hand side and he was only maybe a bike length in front of me and he got sideways and he crashed and his bike shot across right in front of me and i had nowhere to go and um, I, you know it was almost like slow motion at the time of when it happened but it, it all happened so fast and i hit his bike and that sent me over the handlebars and I landed out on the flat part of the track away from everything and as I landed and then I felt this whack in my back and it was my bike that hit me in the back yeah t11 t12 t12 went under 11 uh, so dislocated and broken and then that's what got my spinal cord and sort of nicked my spinal cord it didn't cut it in half which was a good thing and yeah at, you know at the time I just felt this whack and I couldn't believe, you know, the feeling was you just can't explain it. And thought, oh, someone's ran me over. That's that's all I could think of. And anyway, I tried, you know, your instinct is to get back up on your feet as you do. And I thought that my feet had come and my legs had come underneath me to stand up. And I was like, oh, my bike must be on top of me. I got felt this dead weight. Anyway, I looked, I turned my head and my legs were up, up in the berm into the turn, like the, the bowl turn. 
my feet were up in the berm and thought, wow, what's going on there? You know, and I thought, oh, you're kidding. I can't feel my legs. It was just, you know, so much pain and so much just going on at that time. I just, you, you know, I just sort of laid there and before I knew it, yeah, I was in the ambulance and yeah, that was it. That was the start to this new new journey, I suppose. So you remember that accident quite vividly, obviously. Yeah, I do. I actually, there is times, I don't know why, but I do lay in bed and I do the whole scenario. I, I know line for line that I hit on the track. It was on the second lap. Yeah, I remember everywhere I went, what lines I took on the track before it happened. Yeah, I, I don't know why I've, I've become so focused still on exactly what happened. It's bizarre, but anyway, I guess as a racer, you do always replay on your on your old races and things like that. But yeah, I do remember, and yeah, I, yeah, I just remember seeing the bike and everything was slow motion and. My front wheel hit exactly at the bottom of his fork, which is right in the middle of his front wheel. And, yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, but, yeah. When you do replay it in your mind these days, where does that take you emotionally? How does that make you feel? To to be honest, it doesn't make me feel any different. Like, I I don't get sad about it. Obviously, I'm not happy about it, but it's just a scenario that's happened in life. And mentally, you know, I'm a long way past the actual accident and all that sort of thing been living with this for two years now and yeah it's just you know it is what it is and i you know accept that as we spoke it's the sport has its fears and these these are one of them that can jump jump into it yeah and you obviously know the risks that are associated but it is a massive change in your life and you mentioned there t11 t12 and that means that you are refined to a wheelchair is that right can you stand up can you move your legs so yeah from my injury i should be sort of middle of my stomach down i should have nothing at all but i've actually got my left quad muscle i can actually activate that a little bit not that that means much because my glutes and knees down i've got completely nothing no feeling no movement no nothing Um, my right leg i've got like the slightest flicker from the hamstring but yeah it's yeah it's you know, 100% wheelchair at this stage. And when you were told that in hospital, can you remember the first time that you were told that you probably couldn't walk again? Yeah, sort of. I was was pretty drugged up and it took three days from my accident to when I got my operation. And, you know, we're, we're just in that hope and fingers crossed situation where Hey, you never know. Spinal cord could have went into shock, and things can come back. As you know, you've heard stories down the track that that's happened for people. For myself, yeah, I, we were just sort of living in that sort of mind frame. And yeah, the doctor. It wasn't until we really got to Australia, yeah, because I was in Scotland when the accident happened. So it wasn't until we got to Australia then, yeah, they they basically said, "Oh, look, you're not going to use your legs." and the doctor in Scotland did also said little things, you know, like people do a lot of things in wheelchairs and, you know, blah, blah, blah they get on with it. And so, you know, it, it was sort of hitting me. It was hitting me straight on for sure. I, you know, I wasn't not listening, that's for sure. I, I knew what was going on as I couldn't feel anything. And it was hard to swallow. It was, it was more about who was around me at that time. You know, I had my partner and my dad was actually over there at the time. He come over to watch that race. And I guess the surroundings I felt, somewhat safe and comfortable and just yeah luckily luckily for me i've been many places through my career by myself racing and and uh, being hurt and stuck in hospitals by myself so 
yeah, it, it was surreal. It really was. It really was. And how have you handled these massive challenges and changes in your life now? Because you said you've had time to deal with it and you accept it. You mentioned that word acceptance, which is a super powerful process for anyone in any situation to move forward. And it seems to me that you have a very powerful growth mindset and you've developed a mindset of resilience and even abundance beyond this. But how how have you handled these challenges it hasn't been easy the mindset that i've had racing professionally from as soon as my accident happened to obviously not feeling my legs and being in hospital i thought straight away hey you know what the hard work the dedication that i've put into that career i'm gonna just switch this over to getting back on my feet yeah i've accepted that this is a serious injury and i may not ever walk again but i haven't accepted it as in that is it like I'm doing everything I can to get the legs going. I have some orthotic carbon fibre legs that I strap on to keep my legs straight and I can move around, you know, being upright with a little walker that I have, So, which I shouldn't even be able to do that. But, yeah, so, you know, I've taken on board this situation, but, you know, the end result, not even close. And, and have you had any professional psychology support or coaching or mentoring through the grieving period or beyond to, to allow you to develop this emotional amazing mindset that you have uh, i haven't had any yeah no, no no type of therapy or anything like that i have a super positive partner and you know she's amazing everything that she's done and she does for me even before my injury you know just her attitude and towards life in general you know it's, she's so headstrong and obviously i've grabbed a lot of that from her and you know there's times where it's a little bit sometimes i'll be just you know on my own and uh, having a shower or whatever may happen and it kind of hits me for a second I think wow you know this is this isn't going away you know there's been moments like that for sure I don't let them grab hold of me for too long like it might happen for a minute or two and if Amy's not there and she you know if she'll see me maybe I'm staring down looking at the ground and she'll go what are you thinking about you know so she's onto it so it's been, yeah, she's been my rock for sure through this this injury. That's brilliant to hear that amazing support is there from Amy. Is there other things that you do? And you mentioned to me the other day that you still get really bad nerve pain. That must really play on your mind. It must be hard to handle sometimes. You know, is there times when you're tired or stressed on those small occasions like you just talked about? And for everyone listening, you know, we're all human beings and we go through these stages, but obviously there's a lot challenging you. Is there other ways or tools or strategies that you use to help pull you out of that and bring you back into that powerful mindset yeah it's super hard the nerve pain yeah it's the worst thing obviously i'm not walking and and that is the worst thing the worst situation but this nerve pain is right right with that it's 24 7 i cannot get away from it i know other people in the same situation as me that has this the same problem and there is nothing that fixes it no medication there's nothing it is so difficult to get on in in life with it but same again you just day to day you're fighting it mentally and and that's what makes you tired you're just fighting against it fighting against it which you know has just made me stronger mentally really it's you just you know you got to fight to to live another day really that's that's my attitude and yeah there's so much more life has to to offer than just dwelling on it and sitting in the corner and 
not doing nothing about it. So, you know, I found that being active and, you know, going to the gym, training and all that sort of thing, it just it doesn't help it too much, but it does sort of push it back a little bit for me to be able to just get on with my day. And giving you something to concentrate on, that's awesome. And like you said, you're doing what you can rather than thinking about what you can't do, which is really powerful. And you mentioned there before about, you know, you can do a little bit more than you should be able to do. And I believe you're also starting to do some fundraising to explore some stem cell research options. Tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, so it's only just now that we've come across this place in Panama is right on top of the stem cell. There's there's lots of places around the world, you know, America, Germany, there's all places that are doing stem cell. But to be honest, the research that, that we have done, and we've done a lot of it, we haven't found super positive results from stem cells it's so expensive like it's it's really really expensive so to try and generate the money to to go to these different places and not really see the results it's been you know a bit crazy for us to really go chasing it but this place in panama they seem to be getting the results and there's a guy in the same situation as me t11 t12 everyone's spinal cord injury is completely different doesn't matter what the situation is but they're all none of them are the same and but this guy, you know, he was a pilot. He crashed his plane and his T11, T12, absolutely nothing, nothing from his stomach down. And obviously straight away I thought, well, I'm in front of this guy. And he is now walking and slowly go. you know, he's walking with a limp and it's he's not, it doesn't look too stable on his feet, but he's actually doing it on his own. He's walking up a couple of stairs here, here and there. Yeah, I've contacted him. I've spoke to him and he said it's, yeah, this is the place to go if you're going to go somewhere for sure. His accident was nine years ago now. He had four treatments. Each treatment is uh, for four weeks at a time, right on 50000 Australian dollars per treatment. And, yeah, he's going forward and he's nine years down the track. His nerve pain, which is the biggest thing that, that's really stood out for me other than walking, is that it's gone from an his nerve pain is at an eight and it's gone down to a three that's very significant that's massive yeah for him to say that it's just like wow i gotta do whatever i can to to get there you know to get there see what it's about see if something's gonna work this is my only hope really uh, other than that there's until you know further research goes down the track and something else pops up but this is yeah this is it. How far away from that do you feel that you are? From actually uh, going to Panama? Yeah, time-wise, how, how far away do you think that might be? Well, it, it's going to be – it's going to come down to fundraising and things like that. The motocross community down in Sydney, a club called Oakdale, they're looking at doing a fundraiser soon. And to be honest, this has all come, come about three weeks ago now. So – since I've seen it and watched all the videos and spoke to this guy, it's you know we're full steam ahead. It's only three weeks, but we're just doing whatever we can to get after it. And yeah, so I've, I haven't contacted too many people about trying to help this happen. And will you create a GoFundMe or anything like that? Is a way that we can and the listeners can help support that that I can share? Yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a GoFundMe and. It'll. I'll definitely put the link in my Instagram account, which is DMC underscore sixty five, the number sixty five. So um, yeah, I'll put it in there. Hopefully, hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have that up and going. And yeah, sounds brilliant. We'll and like I said, we'll link all that up in the show notes for everyone to come to, and we'll support that on that journey. I'm excited to see how that goes for you. Like you said, if you can get your nerve pain right down, then that can be a significant help in your life. Yeah for sure and it's you know and it going back to one of your questions it was 
about you know being tired that is a killer for me i've been so active my whole life and you know i do a few hours of coaching or whatever it may be and bit of training and man i just like i've got to lay down for a second that kills me that kills me to mentally it kills me to want to lay down and sit still you know so yeah there's that determined that mindset that determined mindset is just pulling you through yeah it's exciting to think how much that stem cell research can help in many other areas like that you just mentioned before that when with your coaching so you've also got your own motocross coaching company called 65 coaching is this something you've always wanted to do even before your accident yeah even before my accident there was you know three years leading up to the accident obviously still racing professionally but I had a few kids that I would help out and do small groups here and there, getting the young kids coming through. And yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm now up in Queensland and we have the local track up here at Coolum and it's, yeah, it's going good. We've got Sunday afternoon sessions and Saturday morning. So it's going well. And, you know, that's, that's my biggest thrill now is watching these kids develop. And from any ages, any levels of riding, I'm, I'm doing it all. You know, I've got old guys. 45 plus wanting to be better which is awesome and some kids you know i've been coaching a kid recently three years old so wow that's awesome it's it's such a rewarding job and opportunity when we can coach other people and see them improve and help them be the best at their sport at their job whatever it is that we're coaching him in do you have any big visions with the coaching company at this stage it's you know there's a lot of coaching going on i would say in this small industry everyone sort of focuses on big groups and and that sort of thing but i i do like to tame it down maximum 10 and and try try get some one-on-one interaction more see better results that way every rider is different so you've got to help them in different ways so long term you know i just i just want to keep doing what i'm doing the ultimate goal would be to have my own facility have my own tracks and people can come and stay and camp and you know that would just be unreal i don't know if, if that's reachable at this stage from what i'm doing but never say never and if i keep that same approach to what everything else i'm doing in life you never know Well, exactly what I was just thinking with the mindset that you've developed. I have no doubt if you make that a clear vision, if you want it, it'll happen. And you've also got your own clothing brand too. Tell us a little bit about that and where you're heading with that. Yeah, so with the coaching, I've tried to link it all together and, and, you know, there's a little bit of clothing there, but the motocross riding gear is is something that I'm really focused on at the moment. And yeah, it's going quite well. I've got a bunch of kids in it. They're loving it. The quality's there. Yeah, linking it all together. You know, the kids come do the coaching session. They enjoy it. They like the riding gear. They, we put the stickers and the graphics on their bike to match the coaching and and the gear, and it all links in together. And it's almost like a little team. And you know, my colour has been black for the last couple of years. I've really gone that way, and w- with my bikes and stuff. And you know, we're sort of pushing that black and white sort of theme and a little bit of colour here and there, but not too much. And yeah, they're all. You know, the kids are loving it. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I love seeing it. And that's obviously accessible on your site and on your Instagram. Yeah, I've got yeah Instagram sixty five clothing with a little underscore at the end. You know, that's it's on there. It's sfcindustries.com.au. Got a website where you can check it all out and yeah, get some gear and, and whatever. So, is it only motocross gear that you're selling? Yeah, so just motocross gear at the moment, and you know, t-shirts and hats and hoodies and all that sort of thing. There's all that stuff on there. Yeah, it's going good. It's it's a fun little 
side thing and the kids are loving it. Love it. I love it how it all ties in too. Dan, I'm all about action and I wanted to ask you, I ask all my guests this, and what specific advice can you give to the listeners on what action they can take to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? Yeah, the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, just never giving up. That, that is that is the honest truth. Like it is just black and white in, in my mind. You know, from everyone's got different problems in their life, but just having a go, being positive, digging deep. Uh, there's always days it's going to be harder than others and, you know, you just got to keep pushing through and, and be positive trying to be positive in a bad situation is always going to be the hardest yeah really really fighting forward is yeah is just black and white brilliant and i'm always intrigued how people learn from other people and what they'd love to learn more of if you could ask just one question to anyone in the world who would it be and what would you ask them and it doesn't have to be an existing person or mentor in your life it can be anyone that you wish you'd ask the question to, uh, a world influencer or someone that you'd love to have as a personal mentor? Yeah, that's that's a really hard one for me. Um, I never really had that one that I, that I focused on through my career, but I had a bunch of different uh, athletes over the years. Uh, Ricky Carmichael is obviously, he's called the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You know, I'd watch and learn from him for my racing. And yeah, at, at the time of my career, <laughs> I would have loved to have known his mindset. He would just win races, never get hurt. You know, he was just incredible. He was like Superman of of the motocross industry. And but yeah, that that one question, it's it's so difficult to to have it in a sport like mine. But yeah, I honestly can't put my finger on on that one question. But yeah, but you'd love to pick his brain and ask him oh, about his mindset and how he develops yeah. it. Yeah, I actually, it's, you know, 2015, in November 2015 was obviously one of my last, it was my second last race until, before I got hurt. He came to Australia and we had a one-on-one shootout, a lap times, you know, one lap race. Yeah, I matched his time, so it was, <laughs> for me, I, I was like, man, that's what needs to happen for me. That That's just, that's just made it. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm sure some of the kids that uh, you're coaching would be thinking the same thing. They'd be looking at your career and thinking, I want to be racing as fast as Dan. I'll know I've made it when I've hit some of those kind of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I hope so. Dan, I believe that giving is living and I give all my guests something for giving their time and abundance of value on the podcast. And for you, my man, I'm going to send you one of our life teas and I know you love clothing. Awesome. I don't think it'll become one of the uh, pieces of clothing on your clothing store but I'd love to see you in a life tea and we have these teas 100% of the profits go towards the athletes chosen charities so I'm going to send you one of those to uh, wear amongst your 65 clothing teas. Awesome, unreal, (laughs) definitely wear it. We've mentioned a couple of times before already but just as a reminder to finish up where can our listeners learn more about you so your website and your your Instagram and then how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Yeah, definitely Instagram is probably the best one at this stage it's yeah like i said dmc underscore 65 so that's yeah all you know day to day what i'm doing basically gets put up there if everyone wants to follow and that go fund me share that that'll be great you know that's that's more than enough for me it's yeah that's what i'm all about just want to get to panama and fingers crossed hope for the best and see what the outcome may be 
hopefully one treatment's enough. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. have to go back. Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're all, uh, I won't say fingers crossed, but I'll say we're all with you and putting all our strong and resilient mindsets behind you too and we know that you'll take that one in with you. Before we finish up, Dan, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? No, thank, thanks everyone for listening and, yeah, I hope there's something out of what I've said that you can take take on board and keep pushing forward jump on give me a like check it out that'll be cool thank you dan you're a legend you're a powerful example to all humans how we can't let ourselves feel stuck in the victim mentality and that it's our choice how we think and feel about any situation in our life keep shining your inspirational determined light to the world my man Uh, thank you means a lot cheers what a man what a story What a mindset. There's some extremely powerful approaches to life that we can all learn from Dan. One thing we chatted about when we weren't recording is that Dan and his beautiful partner Amy that he mentioned, they've had a beautiful baby naturally, which they were obviously extremely stoked about. Make sure to follow Dan on Instagram to stay updated with his journey to Panama and support him on his quest. You can also check out his clothing brand on his website or through his Instagram and that's all linked up in the show notes to this episode. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.